Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. It is nice to be back and with me always uh, in spirit, uh, in the flesh. Well, not in the flesh, on Zoom, the one only Derek Singer. What a professional <laughs> intro. It's almost like we haven't been recording every day for the last so many days and not had two weeks or three weeks off. Benjamin, no. this is exciting. We have a guest with us uh, in the studio, so to speak. Uh, yep. This gentleman is uh, one third of the comedy juggernaut. I don't think I pronounced any of those words correctly, but let me try again. <laughs> Comedy juggernaut uh, that people would love their live shows, would love their YouTube uh, channel, but also most recently on Netflix. Please welcome from Auntie Donna Broden. Hello. Let's get fit. We should use that yeah. as a catchphrase. As a, it's an honor to be on here finally. I... Uh, I'm familiar with the podcast from listening to it, but then also uh, more regularly as the, the the people making noise down the hallway from where Auntie Donna is writing and rehearsing um, right. at Stupid Old Studios in Brunswick. That's in a previous life when yes. we used yes. to go places. Yes. I would but say yes, the first would... 200 episodes or so were recorded in just adjacent, or not adjacent, but like a little bit down the hall from where you guys yeah do your creative work. So you would say to listeners, fans of your of your work, that if there was anything that they didn't like, there's a chance it's our fault that we- Yeah, you, you, you broke the concentration, which we needed at that point with, you know, just because you've got still quite a definitive laugh. And like, so, you know, you know- I've never you been know told when... that before. This is the first time someone's ever talked <laughs> about my laugh. I didn't know well, that. Well, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not afraid. Uh, but then also, and then Ben is- I've never met anyone in any industry across the world who's more up for a fucking chat than this guy. Like, the, he loves a chat so what? much. Like, any day of the week. The well, any, anything to delay him from going back to his family. Yeah, opens the door up, comedy. And then we'll just, whatever topic you want to talk about, you just lock in for about 30 to 40 minutes. It's true. It's true. I, it, but then I love it because it, 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 it it's a two-prong approach because there's me and Thorno, and together yes. we can oh shut the whole building down. You, I can, like Two blokes who just have young families at home who want to just, whatever it takes to not fucking go home. <laughs> but it's always lovely to have a chat with Ben as well. At work, and, and I miss and it. I, you know, I miss it. And it's kind of funny because, because uh, you know, Dan, when you guys are in the podcast studio, I can hear you guys. Uh, when we're <laughs> in the podcast studio, we can hear you guys. But there are times that because me and uh, Dave Thornton have moved into uh, to the same office, which uh, we absolutely love, with uh, another dad, Josh Hill, and new dad Xavier Michelini. So it is the dad's it's the dad's hub, and so we kind of we kind of in the past were envious because you'd hear Auntie Donna and hear you guys just having the time of your lives, and we're like, oh, I want to bounce stuff off off another dad, and then it starts out as us telling jokes to, hey, did you get any sleep last night? I didn't get any sleep last night. <laughs> You should make a dad sketch group for in the room of dads, just about just like, oh, another night of no sleep. Oh, we can't find a shirt without spew on it from my baby. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, in, in defense, like you know, I, I'll take responsibility for the laugh, but the Auntie Donna room is one of the loudest rooms as well. And um, <laughs> it's, it's quite hypocritical of me yeah, to yeah. complain about noise pollution and when literally... Still- any day of the week, just and, just Mark screaming a guttural, like blood curdling scream when we're doing a sketch yes. about oh, a and you trendy guys cafe the, or something. Yeah, the closest to the the front of the road as well. And I remember when Ben, we had uh, Olivia Molly Rogers, uh, former Miss Australia, walk in. Ah, this, yeah. this sketch that you guys were working on was some something sounding so crook. I can't oh, remember. It was Morning Brown, so it's it's this it's in our it's in our Netflix <laughs> show. But literally, I remember this because I was like, who is that? Is it like a, that's not the kind of people we usually see at work. Um, but, um, you actually uh, stuck your head out to say, sorry, yeah. guys. Well, we're before, it was literally, it's a sketch. It starts about, you know, drinking coffee in the morning and we're tired. And it just, it's just a full, like, right angle turn sketch where it's talking about coffee. And then it's, we're tired because we were fucking all night and we love to fuck. And I love to fuck so hard. I, love to, I fuck all day and I fuck all night. And we've built the song to sort of like, 
we've oh. developed the sketch so that it can really? be as long as we feel. So if we get up in a room uh. and do it, we will just talk about how much we love to fuck for like four to five minutes. Um, and then like when people stop laughing or start laughing, yeah. uh, we'll try to yeah. finish it. Oh my God. It's, 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 it's lovely to see amazing. how the sausage is made. That is- <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, so there's a lot to unpack, uh, but I guess it'd be remiss of me if we don't talk about your current situation, which yes. is you are on day 13 or day 14 of yeah. uh, quarantining. Now, yeah. quarantining in a hotel room? Yeah, I haven't left oh. the room for 13 days. Literally haven't left the room for 13 days. What's your space like? Do you have- it's not bad. It's, uh, I have a chaise lounge. It's got a nice view of the Brisbane River. Um, I, uh, the show that I'm shooting up what, here organised uh, me a treadmill. What, where, where, whereabouts are you? I'm assuming in um, Brisbane. <laughs> oh, yeah, in Brisbane, yeah. yeah the Brisbane <laughs> River in <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm on Queen Street at the Marriott Hotel. Um, yeah. And I told everyone this on my social media because I crack, I've had two breakdowns. But the first one I um, demanded, um, I was like, I need, someone told me, actually Limo <laughs> told me that um, Lego is good in lockdown. So I went, yeah. oh yeah, I haven't used Lego since I was eight. You, you sure so that's just, what he said or you just mispronounced his own name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know what's good yeah, in lockdown? Limo. Limo. <laughs> <laughs> because he's from well Adelaide thing. and they pronounce it Lego. So, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was just saying fucking Lego. Anyway, well, yeah, well if that's the case, I'm <laughs> over mistake. and over again. <laughs> but I had, um, I had, uh, I had, um, but I bullied Domino's Pizza into like giving me Lego. And then I huh? bullied, and I, and I, yeah, long story. But then yeah. I also just got every, I said to every fan, please just bring me Lego. So then I've been making like, oh my God. All this Lego, Jesus. I got a Harry Potter set. Oh, and, um, that's the, the, the Star Wars. The yeah, the Hogwarts oh. train, the Hogwarts Express. Car- yes. I don't know what it is. I haven't watched the show. Yeah, Hog- um, <laughs> did it, did, do you have a nine and three quarters platform to send it off? Or? Yeah. yeah hey, look, wow. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, so the platform here, and then you can like the door, the nine and three quarters oh, is like a. Oh, that's magic. That is yeah. pretty good. I actually but took a I'm selfie of this all. in the actual... Um, you're going to smash this all? What do you mean? Like, as in... Well, I can't take it with me, so I'm just going to fucking smash it. You want to maybe donate it to a children's home or something like that? No, no, no. no but the, oh, yeah, the I'll do that, that yeah. Lego... Oh, yeah. Le- oh, yeah, I'll do <laughs> that, yeah. But Lego, Lego's gone huge. Like, Lego stocks have gone absolutely bananas because it's already popular as it is. Plus, the mo- movie's been in lockdown. People have just, like, you know, like, you know, I, I mean, I can come join the party. Yeah. Um, speaking of Lego, because uh, I was going to say as well, Bryn, I think I know what you're going to say because I have this for your son. I wanted to. I, I've been collecting this for your boy. Oh, bricks! Oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. super popular. Because, but then it's just like suddenly I'll be like just going, <laughs> just flying oh. a plane. <laughs> oh, that's sick! Is that Lego? It's, yeah, it's Lego. And then you, and then you've got oh, the wow. compartment inside where you can see everyone uh, in. Oh wow! Are they wearing masks inside? Um, no, actually, it's it's weird. It's um, right. It's a, it's a whole bunch of people that it's are illegally one... flying to Thailand. Oh, that, it's pretty good. They've got like quite a few detail on the thing, like the passengers yeah, and stuff. Like it's funny that the Arab passenger is standing up. That's um... <laughs> the Mandalorian is standing up too. They haven't, you know, why would he stand up while riding a bike? But this Mate, is the thing. This, this, the two weeks for me has been okay. entirely about meditative things. And I forgot, I hadn't done Lego since I was like 10 because I'm okay. not a sit and focus person. But it is actually the best because it's not like Sudoku or a video game or something where you need to like really be engaged. Like you can just sit here and just be told what to do. And it's not hard at any point. You hit little roadblocks and you go, oh, maybe I put that one on the wrong thing. But it's so simple and focused. I love it. Right, right. And so wait, we we uh, I, I love, so Lego was not your thing. Someone suggested it, Limo suggested it. And then it did turn out to be a great value. Yeah, 100%. Right. if anyone is is going into lockdown, I would recommend it incredibly because the other thing as well is screen time is like so big for me at the moment. Like there's just so many things where it's me looking at a screen in this room uh-huh. and anything yep. that isn't looking at a screen is just like gold. Okay. Yeah, because um, I yeah. have a list here because I I, I, my, I can't get into details about it just yet because it's not confirmed, but I might be in um, isolation for a couple of weeks coming up and um, it's in quarantining. And 
I asked Broden and he gave me some really great tips. So one thing he said, bring a PlayStation, PlayStation or Xbox if you can. Uh, is that something you did? You, which one did you get? Bring. I, I brought a PlayStation and I played the same game, but that was actually which the, one? Four you know, or for PlayStation Five. I had okay, so I have an Xbox Next Gen, but I have a PlayStation Four. So oh. I brought the PlayStation Four and I played this right. online NBA with a mate who is um. Uh, and there was actually probably for mental health bad, but for keeping myself occupied, like I had a full meltdown losing to 10 year olds online yesterday playing NBA. Um, I want to get to the meltdowns. I've all oh met, I've written a note. Don't worry. I'm coming to because <laughs> there were two, you said. I'm, I'm but yes, a, so, a but video we'll game okay. is that was the best thing I did. I'm wrapped so to it. Does it feel like you're when you play online, you're actually connecting with someone as well, like a mate if you're playing? Yeah, you don't feel 100%. Yourself. That's okay. the one thing. I don't feel disconnected at all in the room. It's more the okay. fact that I haven't left the room. Yeah, yeah. Haven't had yeah. fresh air. And, um, and that, and then just on that note as well, it's like the the fact that you've got a game plan. Like when when this started, when quarantine started, no one had a game plan. So I always feel sorry for the people who first went into quarantine who didn't have a game plan because I kind of went through quarantine as well, where I spent two weeks in a hospital. But in oof. that process, you can't have all you've got is your phone. And so it made me also realize that old people in quarantine don't have phones. So I would yeah. watch old people. In, in, I don't know how they do it in quarantine. It's like either you're just watching the news for 24 hours, seven for Holy two shit, weeks man. straight. And that's they, it. You're not, you're not doing with, anything else. <laughs> with every meal you get in the morning, it tells you what you're going to get to eat for the whole day. But then on the back of it is just like some things to keep you occupied. Yeah. And it's like tonight on nine go is back to the future three. And like, here's a Sudoku. And I'm like, who's doing this? And maybe then you realize there's 60 year olds up here in these rooms and you just feel so bad for them. Yeah. Like, is that, you, you, like they would have to bring books. Like, and you, then you'd, you'd run out of books. For someone who is going through it right now, would you feel more bad for like a 70-year-old having to do this or a child having to do this, like a 10-year-old? I have no empathy for children. I, I, I have TikTok. I, uh, no, no, no. I, I think the next generation is scum. And, uh... and also the question, the question was misdirected. Uh, don't worry about the 10-year-old. Worry about the person looking after the 10-year-old. That's they're, true, the yeah, ones, yeah. they're the ones yeah, losing yeah. That's absolute... Fair. Shit. I, but it was so I feel like they get looked the- after as well, though. Like they got to the front of every line when I came into the state. Like anyone with a kid, it's like being a, a platinum member of Qantas, of the yeah, Qantas Club. Right, like, and, then, right. and when they don't do it, which I just experienced when I was trying to get uh, tested for COVID with my son Teo, where I wasn't moved to the front of the line and uh, wasn't happy about it. What, I like to <laughs> That's why I've got him here. Like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> he's, a, he's a big fella, though. That's the thing. He's he's 21. So just because you carry him doesn't mean <laughs> that because he just he just turned he just turned five, and it's that same thing where you're just like, you know, like you know, if you still hold if you can still hold a child, you can still make it through to the front line. It's just when they get to 12 and it looks like you're holding an adult, uh, you'll be asked <laughs> to just leave the line. <laughs> so, yeah, you so. can't. Yeah, it's- um, something uh, that you've added in your list is a uh, big bingey series that I think a lot of people would be across, like. Saying, I watched. You know, I started and yeah. finished Game of Thrones. Are you serious? <laughs> You've never amazing. done it before. I saved it for a rainy day because I was like, I can either wow. pick it up in season three, and uh-huh. you know, I can like you know catch up and watch it with everyone, or I can save it for a rainy day. And guess wow. fucking what? A rainy day came. Um, that is quite a commitment. Oh man, yeah. I feel like that's a whole other podcast. Maybe that, maybe at some point in the future, let's do a Patreon just talking about you binging all of that's Game of Thrones. That's amazing. That's a fucking journey. No wonder you have a mental breakdown. Okay. <laughs> then, uh, this is one I love. I really love this one. You got a special mention. Uh, bring sauce. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's great. There's no sauce. Like just a like a like a tomato or Limo said this as well to me, but I I heard it from somewhere else as well. So I just want to credit Limo. I don't yeah. want to say our stuff. Maybe that's um, what he meant when he said Lego. It was a Lego tomato sauce. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a thing that you miss. Like just a bit of adding a bit of flavor in whatever way you want to a dish. I would highly recommend because also uh-huh. like you can get Uber Eats and stuff in, uh-huh. but also you don't want to do that because it ends up costing like thirty bucks for a. <laughs> and now Ben, now okay, this was the last item on the on the on the to-do list. Uh the thing that is behind Broden. So Ben, describe what Broden's uh well hang on, wait, he's uh, he's got more, but he's got more. In, he's in the background, he's got like a really sweet uh just indoor ride. Like, but it looks like a really nice one. That's what I'm just yeah, kind of Im- 
impressed with. Like it's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's even got the uh, bullhorn halls that you can get down low and go go go. So um, it's been sick. But yeah, they're really popular. I've seen. I know a lot of people in lockdown who've, who've gone that one where they've just. Uh, are you are you just riding to time, or are you just riding? You putting the laptop in front of it and riding against other people. How are you doing it? I um I put the res- I did I do I I've exercised every day, which has been yeah. good. So I do I I alternate between a, like a like forty five minutes on that at a like quite a high resistance. Yeah. As the cardio day, and then the other day I do warm up on that skipping and then resistance bands um and then go back to the other one um but uh that because i i actually texted hamish blake because he's a big like a he i you know he's a he's a full-on nuffy and that stuff Yeah, Yeah. yeah yeah and um he got me the whole like get your leg angle right and how high your bum should be man it hurt my ass yeah it hasn't so stopped you're not hurting my ass usually a rider no, I hate it. Like, okay. usually hate it. Right. Um, so that's two things. This is what I'm loving about. There's two things. Lego and uh, Lego Game of Thrones and cycling. Three it's things so that true. you haven't, haven't done before. But, like, all I've... That, that, it's actually... This is good therapy to do on my, like... This is my exit meeting, I feel like, for for, for quarantine. <laughs> okay. It, 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 because I would go out saying just monotonous hell. But what you're... What I'm hearing myself say through you is... I'm taking on things I haven't done before and learning that I quite like them. The other yeah. thing, if I can add to that, is I've never meditated properly before and I've done full meditation every day. Okay. And so, yeah. So what? actually I've done a lot. So before we get to meditation then, okay, so cycling was not necessarily a thing, but you brought resistance. back. So cycling again, someone suggested, or what made you pick that as a form of exercise? It was, it was that or like a tiny treadmill. And oh. I'm like... 95 kilos or something and me on a tiny treadmill like it's and it was almost one where was almost one where you had to like put your foot in front of your other foot to run like you couldn't so narrow yeah Yeah, yeah. like it was one that you can transport around like a mice Um, the size of a mouse wheel (laughs) yeah exactly so like it was that oh that was clearly going to just be the best thing to do and obviously then and and with no other option i had to be able to do it so like and yeah. how does I mean, how, how does that work though? Is that is that the request from the hotel, or is that the request of the production company to put it in your room? I think I think they've organised. I don't. It's it's for Queensland. You can pay to get them into your room. Like yeah, some wow. some okay. smart some smart gym guys gone. Hey, let's um. <laughs> That's so what, clever. That's so yeah, one clever. smart gym guys got a gym in Victoria and went. Just get those bikes up to Queensland now and I'll shove them in hotels. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, I think anyone who comes to a hotel, it's on like the, the welcome screen. It's like 200 bucks. I don't know if that's, I guess that's just to rent it for the two weeks, which is very so, reasonable, is, I think. Yeah. yeah oh, very mate, reasonable. So reasonable. What is yeah, that? Less like, than just about 15 bucks a day to get yeah. some exercise out? Because yeah. because I, I, I went deep into looking at them and I, I really wanted to get these uh, you call the Swift Elites where it's you then uh, put your back wheel of your normal bicycle onto it and then lock um... it in, but then it links into your laptop so then you can ride against other people around the world on, on stages of different Grand Tours throughout oh. the whole world, which is so cool, which has got, it's gone absolutely gangbusters because people are locked down all the world, but then, you know, you're riding all together in stage four in the south of France, stuff like that. That's, That's awesome. Uh-huh. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of um, um, the Scrubs Rewatch podcast with Zach Braff and Donald Faison, but they are banging on about Peloton, not an ad, like paid ad, but they just love Peloton. What Have you looked into that, Benny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's the What's same. Peloton? It's the, so it's, it's just come to Australia. I see the ads of it. But it's the same thing, though. It's like it's a you, you sort of you join together and ride together. I mean, that's what the peloton yeah. is. Right. So okay. it's the same thing, and there's so and, many different versions of it where you can just right. ride together. It's pretty. I cool. want to see peloton Australia price. I mean, what's the cost uh, of something be, like that? It'd be so. It'd be have to be two and a half thousand or something like that. If they're yeah, really tall looks like. Oh, well, what's Nordic Track? Nordic Track seems to be another. Nordic brand. Track what? is the one where that swimmer. Um, uh, what's his name? Michael Phelps. He's kind of you know when you know when you see fit, fit or fitness like uh-huh. stuff that you've never heard of, but they've right. just somehow landed a big fish. 
to sell right. the product. So right, they're not going right. to go. Because the, the market's saturated completely. But I remember seeing the Nordic stuff with Michael Phelps going, oh, there's that guy. Last time I heard of him, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it was, you know, how much, how many carbs he eats before a swim and he can also suck down a mean bong. That's the last thing I heard about him. Like, <laughs> it's it. called so, balance. Yeah. Mate, uh, Peloton seems to be 3695 plus a digital membership fee of $17 a month. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so not cheap. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Just, not cheap at all. But, but if you're monetizing well, helps like home fitness, like picking the right sport that the right person does, like you know the right like yeah. golf. If you like, if you have created something that helps you get better at golf, you're going to be a billionaire. Yeah. But like skateboarding, not so much. Isn't the simulators like super expensive? But if you're a fanatic, uh, and speaking of Hamish, like I think Andy's Andy. has got one. Yeah, at his house. And, um, but, but, so. but again, if they're the kind of toys that I, if, if I was a wealthy man and I had room, I would get that one. I would get the golf simulator because it is just, it is so much fun. And then you jump on your bike and then you're riding with mates, but you need space in it. And uh, as you can tell, I don't have any space at the moment. I'm doing a podcast <laughs> in my kid's bedroom. So, yeah. so, but one day I, I, I want to know what the next simulator is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, cause golf, cycling, uh, you know, you can do running as well now. I'm just waiting what the next one is going to be. Maybe like, like human hunting. I reckon that would be a great way to keep up some fitness. But, but but I keep thinking, what about volleyball? Like, is there going to be a volleyball? You know what I mean? Like, what's the weird sport that you could actually somehow still recre- recreate in your home? Synchronized then- swimming, diving <laughs> in your home. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's all going. It's all going to online esports. Yeah, like it'll be more that you can like compete as a cyclist in esports or something like that. You know. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the idea that you can beat some of the best of the best at their own game. That's also, and that's how they've sold it as well. Like, I'm currently, you know, still watching the Tour of Spain, but it's also, you know, they'll say, like, so-and-so is going to be on the Peloton or the Swift thing. So it, you can actually ride with them virtually, but not actually with them. And people get people get so hung up about that, going, oh, I was in the slipstream of blah, blah, blah. Anyway. <laughs> the... Uh... What was going to say? Oh, shit, I completely just... I was going to say place. rowing. I reckon invest in rowing, Ben. Oh, there is... Because well, what I didn't know is I, I looked at rowing machines. I've got friends who are quite into the rowing machine. But th- th- again, also very expensive. Because the rower is the hardest exercise in the world to do. Like, I cannot yeah. stand like yeah. a minute <laughs> and a half and I'm done. We have a uh, we have a listener, Broden, uh, who does... Um, listens to the podcast. And depending on how long the podcast goes, how long his rowing session is. Uh, oh. And I think he just he does it with a whole bunch of podcasts like the Dum Dum Club and all of that stuff. So he he is whatever he's got on, and that's the session, and he'll post it on Instagram. It's pretty cool, actually. That's uh, great. Really like the, it's that. the mental the mental element of it as, as well is so important with that one. Like you know the the cardios that really engage mind are, are really cool. Like with rowing, you really have to think. You can't. It, there's no part of your body that well, I'm guessing this point. Well, this is when it works for me at least. Is when it's like when you've fully got a rhythm where there's no point of tension in the, in the process, there's no, like you're jerking your leg or you're using your arms more than your legs. It's fully just like a holistic. That's what it feels like at least for me. Yeah. And so you said cycling wasn't your thing. What has been your thing so far? Like what were you a sporty kid? Did you play footy and stuff? Yeah. I was going to say like, if if I had, if I ever got into a position where I could spend money on exercising and Uh like for your home, the one would be, the two things that I like have been able to do the most was basketball and just like gym and weights and stuff. So like um, the first thing I would spend money on if I was ever wealthy enough is a home basketball court. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's become a thing. And I like, you can get in Melbourne, you can get people to come in like, does like design your backyard to be a basketball court. It doesn't matter what size it it's is. It's amazing. One ring yeah. or two rings. Yeah. One, usually one ring, but I'm sure yeah. if you, you know, you we, can figure uh, out too. We have a mutual friend, all three of us, who's got one of them in his house. And, you know, I don't know whether it'll be comfortable, me saying that he has one, but let's just say he's, he's very good at knowing how to stay married. Um, and I think part yeah, of it. Yeah, that is- makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> and part of it is being able to Not have one a invite. Not one invite. 
it's kind of but it's, he it, only invites the people he has done cram with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because I, I, Broden, I was obsessed with basketball. I think at one stage from I don't think between the under from under twelve till under eighteens, you know, I played for three teams. Uh, you know, I got to play A reserve Tigers. I was obsessed with it. But I remember my dad. I said, Dad, I need a basketball court in the backyard. I can't just go down to the park. And I remember he measured up and put the 10-foot ring in uh, my backyard. But I remember it was so hard because my whole backyard was cobblestones. So I could never dribble oh. properly. So, so it was just like I'd take a foul shot and then I'd just like practice my rebounding. But when it came to dribbling on the court, yeah. that was the one thing that absolutely screwed me. I couldn't do anything because it would just oh, hit yeah. cobblestones and then just hours. Just, and I, I can still do it now. Hours just from, a free, like, from the free throw line. Just, you know, just trying to get 10 out of 10. And you could spend yeah. days you going, going 9 out of 10, 8 out of 10, 7 out of 10. But it didn't matter because your main goal was to get 10 out of 10. Yeah. 100%. And like, there's nothing sadder, though, than an old ring in a backyard. Like, oh. Christmas Day for a basketball ring is, the, you know, the best it's ever going to be. And then, like, three months later, it's rusty and it's on a 35-degree angle and the net's yep. gone and a magpie's hung themselves on the net. Like, um, <laughs> like a Hollywood and- supporter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like Pete Elias. Yeah, um, but um, it's um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I like that would be sick. And then the other thing in my adult life, like I've gotten, and I'm absolutely no good at it, and have nothing to show for it. But like mm. the deadlifting and the and the, oh. you know squ- squatting and all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm currently dealing into. with a disc extrusion, so I don't know how long before I can ever do a deadlift again. So tell me well, what de- deadlift. I was going to say on that. Yeah. On that, the uh, we hosted the All Stars Gala this year, and the day before it, I went for a PB. So the whole show is me just with no movement from like the center of my back down to my lower legs. <laughs> it's me just like trying to keep it together, like on yeah. forty-eight Voltarens. Um, and you had like big. I mean, that's the thing. Your your performances uh, as Auntie Donna, the three of you, yeah. were so physical. Like even that All Star Gala, you had a scene where you smashed a chair on stage, and I think, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, I had to come on stage after that. <laughs> yeah, I'm so sorry. About that. <laughs> oh no, no, I had the I had the galas. I think I had, not the debut dancers and the galas. That's yeah. what I had. Anyway, but yeah, it's so physical, and and that must be more so than for me and Ben necessarily. Your being physically fit is so much more reliant for what you do on stage than say what we yeah. do. Whereas like, if I, you know, strain my back or what I get, like which happened, I was still pull, able to pull up a seat, sit on the stool and do my stand up, Right. And I'm sure the same thing for you, Ben, but with you, there's yeah. three of you. And if one of the, the, the legs of the three legged table are wobbly, it's a bit, bit difficult to pick and it up. I didn't realize it took these two years to realize how much that base of being doing that for my job is like, integral to my health like it's not so much that i need to be fit to do that i am fitter because i i'm fitter because i perform that way and all the rest of my fitness comes off that so having a year and a half of not touring around and performing and not doing like 110 percent performances everywhere has meant that every time i go to the gym now every time i try and stay fit it's so much harder because i don't have that base you know what i mean like i've built my i've built my life around being so physical yeah and not having it sucks how many shows do you reckon uh, at peak when you guys were going? Um, uh, an hour show, hour, hour and 10, I suppose. I mean, ignoring yeah. the meet and greet, which is, again, more energy. But in terms of on stage, it's about the same yeah. hour, right? Uh, yeah. How many shows in a year, you reckon? With, over the uh, 100, 150, probably. Like, yeah. so half the year and like multiple in a day. We, and, the, and we used to, someone said once and it stayed with me early on. It was kind of my mantra. Someone said in a review or somewhere, I think I felt like I'd just see them perform their last, perform their, they were performing like they were doing their last show ever. And yeah, I was like, that's yeah, what yeah. I want. And so every awesome. time, but trumping that every night <laughs> and then having to backing it up. Yeah. yeah. So did you find any routines in terms of pre-show nutrition or, or, or what, what did you yeah. lock anything in towards the end? Once you've gone and got your rhythm, you're like, Oh, this is what I need to make sure happens before yeah. a show. I got, I got into a real good rhythm with it and it was, uh, it, the first thing I needed to decide and realize is that my, my routine wasn't the same as the other two's routine. What right. is good for Zach is not good for Broden is not good for Ma. Right. And, um, figure that come, so like, is that, you've got to that negotiate the interpersonal. Error? Yeah. Like, so like Zach, for example, needs to like, I like rev up and talk and, you know, do vocal warmups and everything. And Mark is somewhere in between and 
my thing that I had to, that I came to is because I used to, you know, have a little process of revving up and doing this and doing that and thinking. And then the thing that I realized made me the most comfortable and the most ready to go was putting on my, my clothes for the show as late as possible. Every doing thing, doing everything as late. So if the show starts at seven 30, I'd be sitting there at comedy festival backstage in my jeans and everything at like seven 27 and like not ready to go. And I just spent, I don't know. I think I'm an anxious guy and any overthinking stuff is going to, is going to cook me. So I need to just be, I need to have my heart rate and my mental state all at just a real chill level and then start and just be, because like, it's not like I need to, I need to say a magic spell in my head that goes tonight. You're going to be great. Like I, I don't need to rev myself up. It just needs, I, what I came to is I've done this enough. I know exactly what I need to do. I'm confident that if I, it's like when I play basketball, for example, I get so upset playing basketball because I'm shit at it. Right. And I am getting incrementally shitter as I get older. And so me getting upset is because I don't know how to control it. But if you look at great sports people, they're not worried at all because they're so confident in their ability that they, that, that they just need to show up and be in a good, good place because they've done the preparation. When I perform not to, like I know what I need to do and I'm very confident I've, I can do it because I've done it so many times before. And if something goes wrong, it's still going to be absolutely fine. If the audience is a bit harder tonight, I still know it's going to be fine. So all I need to do is just make myself feel comfortable and yeah. think and, and not think about it. So but you also, that sparks me as well. Like I, um, like a mind shift for me and like mentality to this. Yeah. Like, how I feel before a show as well. Like we, there was a few years in, in a row there where we did big US tours and you'd go like fly every day and perform every day um, all across America. It was awesome, but legitimately apart from Edinburgh, the most fatiguing thing I've ever done. Yeah. And um, the first time we did and it, I went. Match fit, match fit for that. You know what I mean? Like, cause that yeah. would, would have been new to me. Like a friend of mine played with jet for six months through the States and he was just talking about the, just the idea of hopping on a bus or a plane and playing in, in, in front of 25,000 people or 300 people. But just if you're not match fit for that kind of lifestyle, then it takes a while to, to know yeah. how you feel before you do that show. I, and I went in for these, the first two are going, um, I'm going to be so tired, so I'm going to conserve energy. So I spent the whole time going, I'm going to get to the hotel and rest. And if I can't sleep, I'll just watch something and tried to stay as still as possible. And by the end of the tour, I was absolutely cooked, like just so tired. Yeah. And then do you know who it might've been like Nick Cody or who I, I often look at him and just think things or like take things from him. I don't know. I think he's an admirable guy. I don't know why. Well, deadlift, um, when you said deadlift, I thought about Cody. He's yeah. Because he, he too is more than me. And he like, he's, you know, he's a guy who goes around a lot. And I remember just seeing him during comedy festival one day, going to the gym, like in the mornings of it. And he and he's just the kind of guy. It looks like he thinks nothing of it. And I thought, if if he's doing it, I can do it too. I can go to the gym. Like I used to have this mentality of when I'm performing, don't do anything during the day because you're going to be conserve your energy for that night. But then I just went, no, I'll let's see if I get tired. So I try. So every tour since then, I would go and go to the gym every day, and I never got tired. And I never, yeah, 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 and, yeah. and if anything, it meant that I had better blood flow and I was more occupied during the day. And it was just the state of mind of going, I'm not going to be tired. I'm actually going to be fine. And yeah. that really flipped it. It's not worrying about what you're going to feel like, just finding and, out, you know. And, and, and that is, oh, that's such a great way of putting it. It's not like not worrying about what you're going to feel. Because for ages when I had kids and I was trying to do gigs, I was always worried that I didn't have enough time before the show and I'd freak yeah. out and that I wouldn't be like, I need that hour. I need that hour to prepare. I need that. That in the end, hunting for that, you know, ridiculous hour that sometimes isn't possible, that once yeah. I let that go and I was like, I'd get to the gig with like 10 minutes to go going, sweet, 10 minutes. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. Rather than complaining that I didn't get two hours, but it took me years to get, to change that mind shift to go, oh, okay. The thing about like going back to about the focus and stuff, um, and because you're a basketball guy, Broden, I was listening to LeBron James has a meditation um, uh, series on the app Calm. 
You were talking about before about how Michael Phelps has just put his name. That When you drive around LA, when I was living there, it was just LeBron's massive head just on billboards everywhere with calm next yeah. to it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it is great. It's almost like it's it's not quite last dance, but it is kind of like he talks about, you know, the pre- like when you think about the pressures that that guy goes through and the fact that he was called the chosen one when he was in high school and the cover of Sports Illustrated. And not only did he like, get it but like exceeded expectations like it's crazy to think about it but also you hear about the community work that he does and all of that it's amazing which is not in the calm app but it just you know i love the guy because of all of that but one of the things that he said that really stuck with me is about how before um before a game that like he has a playlist and like you know that's what he listens to to rev himself up because he needs to remember that once he gets on the court, there's no wife, there's no kids, there's no pressures of like society or whatever. It's just basketball. And he's almost like a type of monster. I think Kobe yeah. Bryant used to call himself the black mamba once he got onto the court, like needing to switch that identity. And then as soon as the game's over, he's like, all right, got to figure out what the kids' homework stuff is. And like knowing how to compartmentalize yeah. those things is something that I th- really thought was fascinating that he's got such a grasp on his mind. My favorite recent quote from LeBron James is he, um, got knocked out of the finals, um, you know, disappointingly uh, in the 2020 finals. And someone said, um, are you going to go to the Olympics? And what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to spend your off season? And he said, I'm uh, this off season. I am only focusing on space jam two and the release, <laughs> the release of space jam two. <laughs> so it was said with the, it was said with the passion that he has for like, you know, achieving yeah. perfection. It's <laughs> so good. My passion is space jam two. just on that as well talking about whenever i was a younger person and i used to see actors or you know musicians or athletes with the headphones in their ear and like you know and i used to always associate that with something so like so alien the idea of you need to get yourself into a place of such zen and what is zen and how do you get to zen that i and like it was so foreign to me but what I've come to realize is that like all that kind of stuff is literally, it's less about trying to achieve Zen and, you know, go to a higher plat- plateau. It's literally just about making yourself feel comfortable. Like that's all LeBron's doing this. I'm going to listen to music because, you know, it just relaxes me. Mm. It's not this, oh, this person's becoming a God. It's, yeah. it's a very achievable thing. It's the same with meditation. It's literally just talk. It's, it's not become, it's not, you know, you're, it's not becoming super cyan or whatever the Dragon yeah. Ball Z reference. Is. It's just, just yeah. focusing well, on your got, breath. So you got, chill out a bit. We, we've got it at home though. We, we've, we've just really noticed as well, especially in the last 18 months that it's just trying to find a place where you're trying to snap out of a bad mood. So we sometimes really, cause we, we live small, we live on top of each other. It's just like, we've got a playlist now that we've discovered that our family has a type of music that we really like, and that's chilled out dance hit remix from the nineties. And that's what we're that's what is we're it like doing. rhythm is a dancer, it's, it's a sus no, companion. Or, it's something like Dua Lipa doing a remix with Elton John, that kind of stuff. So it's <laughs> from the nineties? Yeah, so it's like <laughs> you would have like, been like ten. No, but but it, it's it's so weird because then we've got a playlist that we develop and it's amazing. It takes three songs. And we're all in a we're all in a better mood. We've all had a bit of a dance in the living room. Um, you know, they'll go out, and then we're just like, "Oh, we've chilled out." Which in the past, you try and force your way through that by talking yeah. or just getting out or playing a game. When you're like, "No, nah, just a bit of music, bang, feel great." For me, that's a uh, comic chameleon by Culture Club that always snaps me in a good mood. I'm not even really? trying to be funny. Yeah, genuinely, it's like it's just got something about the the beat that just pumps and, me up into a have- into a silly, playful mood. Do you know what I mean? It's just like if I'm feeling like overwhelmed, I'm like. Bah, 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 and, and if you have a spare $650,000, he'll play it at your wedding. Is that what he really? All right. All right. Well, I'll ask my girlfriend whether she's up for The only reason I know that is because I've worked on a show. And I said, boy, George, what are you up to this week? He's like, I'm up to do a wedding. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm up to do the wedding. I'm just going to DJ at a wedding. And I was like, well, whose wedding? He's like, I don't know. Clearly a minor. <laughs> Oh, wow. okay. so As like, in yeah. underage or like someone who works underground? Hey, so we got to Zen and meditation. So the two things I guess we will wrap up on is uh, one, what's the meditation practice been like, which again, you said you hadn't done before, but you did in this quarantine. And uh, maybe we'll start off by talking about the two meltdowns that you had. 
<laughs> yes. you finish off in the meditation they are well what was the first one i just one day I, I, and I, I was i was i think i handled it quite well because i was doing a lot of like self-reflection stuff but i just went i've had enough today i've just had enough and mm. i was so and what just day was it? Do you remember like how far into the lock in the quarantine was it it was i reckon about day 10 or 11 so mark okay. that right so you you really yeah. kind of did well for a long time yeah yeah I think it's even like sometimes even if you like it's that best laid plans of mice and men, you know, like even with everything in place, there's still like, and you can't put a finger on what's annoying you. Sometimes you just need to crack at some points, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And I think it sort of resonates with me in terms of this pandemic in general, where, you know, yeah. I'll have like a really good stretch, especially this lockdown six that Victoria is in at the moment. For me, that's where I felt the defeated feeling of like i can't just i've done enough i can't do any more i just need to scream into a pillow and have a fucking cry you know what i mean like yeah it was like i know all the things that i need to do to make me you know feel better but i just for this couple of weeks i'm just gonna let myself feel sad the, the oh. other thing i've felt the most is like it's it it, it is that it's that accumulative thing and uh -huh. of multiple things and then one thing scratches the surface and then you're like you just go and it's yeah. the it's the connection of a hundred different things that have upset you that death oh. by a thousand cuts kind of thing yeah yeah and so that was meltdown number one do you know what was the last thing that set you off before you recognized and what does a meltdown look like if you only if you're comfortable talking about it yeah no no i i've talked about it heaps before mainly mainly on podcasts that seems to be my <laughs> main um well it's how we catch thing, up these days my thing is and it's just like old crappy australian male shit but uh, like aggression is my is my trigger uh -huh. like that's the thing that's you'll know i'm having an anxious time when i am aggressive right. and uh punchy stuff not people obviously yeah, but just yeah. like yesterday i was playing video games and getting beaten by 10 year old boys i just fully just like snapped my headphones um oh what uh, really they're still fine, but like just the band's a bit loose now. But uh, um, both? Uh, no, they're just crappy like online gaming ones that oh, I got okay. from JB. But so right, they're not right, too okay. bad. But um, yeah, I, I the first time I went to therapy was like three, three, four years ago now when I was connected to basketball. I was playing a crappy like D grade basketball game on a Monday night, and it was everything was fine. I don't even know if we won or lost. But I was driving home and my glasses were fogging up because I was so mad. And I was like, can't, can't you're fucking 30 next year or something like, yeah. stop it. Like, why are you doing this? And like, and it, and I, and uh, so I, I, the next day I like did the whole healthcare plan thing. And wow. um, so you recognize that you were getting like really fucking frustrated because yeah. of a d d d, d yeah. squad whatever game and yeah. you're like hang on wait i shouldn't be this mad about something yeah like sure why am i like this matters none and your uh -huh. and your heart rates up and it was got to that point i think like once you're at the end of your 20s where you're like none enough of this and, and i associate nothing as good ever came from being angry it never resolved an issue in a way that was you know, it was the best healthy, way. Yeah. yeah, but for like a lot fights, of a lot of men yeah. in their twenties, it's their only outlet for the whole twenties. Yeah. It's their only outlet. It's not until they get to thirty, and they usually it's because they've partnered up that they have some ability to talk to someone else. Otherwise, your twenties is just either getting pissed, playing sport, and then occasionally hitting someone. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> uh, and so I was at that point. So I, oh, I've had enough of this, and it was the first time that I'd properly engaged with mental health in like not just a hearing about it but like in you know, talking about it like it's a like it's a medical thing and we it had, was the best thing we've ever done we had uh dale thomas um uh from collingwood carlton yeah. uh on the pod and he talked about his rage and how for years he just thought it was just a part of him or whatever and it was what helped him in footy blah 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 but once he started seeing a therapist and realizing how much of that rage came from something so far back in his childhood and, yeah. and things like that and learning the at least the source of it and then Again, sometimes it's not about learning to get eliminated completely because maybe it's just a part of who you are, but it's learning how to control it and use it when it's useful rather than when it's ever like just as opposed to it being your default mode, you know what I mean? Or your yeah. go-to. Um, did you find the benefits of ment uh, a therapist uh, immediate or did it take a bit of time? Was it a gradual thing? And are you still immediate. seeing immediate? immediate. 
one element of it was purely just talking about it and I'm talking about it objectively, not going, fuck, I get angry sometimes, but going, I get angry sometimes and that's a problem and I want to fix it. Not going, fuck, it's this magical thing, your, your mm. mental health. And then, then, and then the next thing, like talking about headphones before games and stuff, it was literally just, here's what to do daily to make yourself get better in the same way if you pull your hamstring or you, right. or you, you know, it was, it, here's, here's a daily breathing exercise I want you to do. And I want you to daily check in on and reflect on every day about what level of anger you got to today. Do you think you got to a seven out of 10? And then he had questions after that, like, do I was looking back? Was that a good and just just daily reflections in the same way in any other part of yourself when you're trying to self improve, right. and, and um, instantly improved. And it sounds like one of the big parts of it is being able to remove you broaden from that emotion. Like it's almost like you're not the action. You're looking at it yeah. like this thing in front of you between you and the therapist going, okay, so this is something that happens, but that doesn't have to be me. I don't have to identify with this thing that we're trying to solve. And, and yeah. you're like, like you're looking at it in a sign, like a, like a something that's outside of you this, and you don't yeah. have that guilt necessarily associated with it anymore because that's a good like, point. Firstly, it's like a problem identified as a problem half solved. Right. And that's the thing. I think a few of us in the comedy world, especially are fairly introspective and able to kind of look at ourselves a bit. But once we do that, the solution isn't, immediate for us that's where a therapist i feel like has been my beneficial uh beneficial for me because i show up with notes i'm like all right so here's what i got from last week fuck i did this and i reckon it's connected to when i was 12 do you reckon there's a link there how do i fix it you know so yeah it, it, it is nice to then almost go okay a i'm not broken or i'm not like i don't have to carry any shame or guilt no. associated with it or maybe there's a bit of it but i can start to progress and grow as long as yeah. I realize that I don't have to be that. Like say, for example, yeah. my drinking was so excessive that I carried so much shame around it and then the behavior and all of that. But once I realize it's a problem I can fix, then I'm not the problem. If I can stop, then it's, it's still there as a problem, but I can look at it as go, I am not that issue. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and shame was the big word for me as well is the shame of like going off at someone and then not being able to talk about it but the mm. fact that the ability to just openly say sorry and and admit fault is the most like freeing thing for me yeah like once yeah. i could admit that it's i'm not like i'm not perfect and i um and i can make and i made mistakes and i'm sorry about them hugely freeing yeah um brene brown talks about shame like versus guilt and how shame is like associated with your identity and guilt is about the behavior so if you can feel guilty about your fucked up fuck ups or whatever that's fine because you're focused on the behavior and the actions that were incorrect whereas shame yeah. is more to do with who you are as a person and trying to differentiate between those two feelings right that's cool that's interesting sorry but, ben what are you saying no no it's just i think i think it, it's like i mean that's the whole point of therapy and but also what what people sometimes forget as well is which i didn't realize for someone who's been seeing someone for close to nine years is the fact that, you know, I needed that therapy more than ever. But what they do is they also highlight the things that you are good at. So I've gone through hell and back for the last two weeks, but I didn't know how strong I was mentally. And I've never assumed that I was strong mentally, but until it's actually brought to your forefront where you go, hang on, what you did and how you did it and how you handled it, it's better than you ever possibly think you could ever do. And then, you know, and then that's a good thing where you look back to your previous times where you're struggling, be it drinking or all that kind of stuff. That there's also a point where even if you go see therapy, you actually find out that A, you're better at it, but you also become a different person. So therefore you can associate yourself with those behaviors because there's no point in always hanging on to your behaviors that you were shameful at the, in the past, but also actually highlighting and attaching to the ones that you're really proud of. I just, I, exactly, I, yeah. I just didn't, I never thought about it from that perspective because you go there to nine out of 10 times, you go there to fix a problem mm. rather than actually celebrating the problems that you fixed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like when we look at our year grade one or year two, one or two, you know, how much we could read and write or whatever, we don't look back and go, oh, look how stupid that guy is. You're like, no, that was the best they could do at the time. But we don't hold yeah. ourselves to the same standard when it comes to us once we become adults and our behaviors. If they have improved on the track, we still hang on to the, the, the shitty or say the, the say the version of us Ben where you know uh, whether it's overeating or drinking or whatever we f I still feel ashamed about it but the reality is when I look at you know five years of sobriety I should be like hey well done you've actually progressed but that that 
that that standard I'm holding myself to today is still the same one as before, as opposed to realizing, no, 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 like you wouldn't attack your one Dilruk for having a, a picture that, you know, looks, you know, wasn't colored incorrectly. So why would you do the same to, you know, 30 year old Dil? Like, you know, that's you're, a great you're growing. point. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, in saying that, there are a lot of grade ones and twos at the moment after the last 18 months who cannot read or write. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's exactly yeah. um, What was your, to finish up, sorry, Eber, is your meditation technique, Broden? I'm doing the, um, I'm doing an app called, um, probably very common. This was just Insight reckoned, timer? Uh, wa- uh, Waking Up with oh, Sam, Sam Harris. Oh, Sam Harris. Yes, 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 yes. That's a good one. really digging. Yeah, I, like I just, really like um, his approach to it as well. Did you get to the uh, loving kindness part of it? That's no, my favorite no, one. He, where... just, he just keeps calling me a piece of shit at the moment, so I'm excited <laughs> for him. <laughs> <laughs> loving kindness is one of the best things I took away from waking up, which is actually a Buddhist uh, concept where you stop and think about someone that you're connected to, but not necessarily like a family or uh, someone that is kind of like in your world, but they're they're whatever affects their life doesn't really affect you and you just imagine good things happening to them and it's really this was powerful. meant to be deal because that i that was first time he's touched on it was today oh mate it's so yeah, good bro. it's one of the most powerful and you th- it sounds really silly but you if you genuinely start feeling happy for someone else's success for me it's akin to like when you're watching your sports team do well and broaden you're in that position right now with melbourne demons you feel like you play you feel like you're part of that victory because you're so invested in their joy and their happiness right yeah the same way if you can truly feel happy for someone else uh, and it's not benefiting you directly in any way you actually you your still, brain can't yeah. your brain can't tell the difference between their happiness and your happiness so you actually start to go fuck i do feel good that's yeah that, well, that's a that should be taught in schools like that's a that's a philosophy that would the world would genuinely benefit from if people were aware of that quite mm. sincerely sweet man all right broden this has been truly truly wonderful mate and thank you so much yeah, for great banters. Uh, uh, sorry Amazing. to increase your screen time again uh, with having no. to do this. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we, this will come out in a couple of weeks. Is there anything in particular you want to direct our listeners? I mean, most of our listeners would be aware for you guys, uh, but in yeah. case not, uh, what other things? There's the Netflix uh, series. Oh, I've got on. nothing. I've got nothing going on that I can talk about. Um, well, go check out um, your show on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Go watch the show. Go watch it. You know, <laughs> was number one in Australia it. for a while. You know, if you're it? going into lockdown, it'll get you through an hour and a half. Yeah, or... there are people getting tattoos of you on their fucking, you know, of characters that yeah. you come up with. It's wild. We, yeah, yeah, people love an ink. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, uh, it's Broden Kelly. Is the uh, Broden Kelly is my name. Is oh, on yeah. Instagram. And yep. uh, Auntie Donna for all the other stuff. Ben, you and I, we're on um, Instagram. Uh, I'm Doug yep. J. You've been Lomas Comic. And yes. our Patreon uh, is patreon.com slash FitbitPod. And oh. we'll have some new episodes going up. Or we, at this point, we'll probably have some already up there. Exactly. And, and again, apologies for a little bit of the gap because of various uh, health and pandemic-related <laughs> issues. So um, why are you laughing, yeah. Benny? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just like by the time this comes out, I hope I don't get back in. <laughs> oh, man. No, we'll talk. We'll say, yeah. Stuff. But uh, otherwise, thank you, listeners. You've been wonderful. Uh, and thank you so much, Broden Kelly. That's incredible. Thank you, guys. <laughs>